speaking of your house and what goes down there, so uh, I thought I heard Bo say something to me when we were at your house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yes. You know I, what he's going to say? Yes. I thought, this is great. I, I thought I heard Bo say something to me like three weeks ago when we were at your house. And I was like, oh, I didn't know if I hear I wasn't going to bring it up. So I just was like, whatever. I let it go. And then when we were at your house two weeks ago or less, whatever, last Sunday, um, I'm I'm outside with him and Jack. And I think I, le- I came outside. I left a door open. And I went to turn around to shut the door. And he's like, yeah, shut the door. He's like, the fucking mosquitoes. <laughs> and, 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 and I heard it 100% loud and clear. And it's exactly what he said the week before. Like, he just threw in a fucking to see what Uncle Rob, like, what does Uncle Rob do? And as soon as I turned, because I'm like, I know how I'm going to play the same way I played last week. Like, I didn't hear shit because I want to see how deep we're going to go with this. What's next, you know? And I turn around and I shut the, the door and I look and he's just... <laughs> he's looking right at me waiting to see my reaction and i'm like oh like i just pretend like he didn't say anything That's and then i the could move by the way well yeah, done right yeah oh, you're not supposed to be like what the fuck did you say no, you piece of shit? then they're gonna say it more <laughs> oh they so want a reaction that's he, the only reason why he's saying has it. he said that to you no not to me. Well, that's the thing. That's you can't bring so... it up. I want to see. I want. I'm, I'm, I'm undercover. Yeah, I, want to see how deep... I like this. <laughs> I, want to see I like how this undercover you know. operation. No, I feel bad about. It. I let <laughs> that's F all Cutter, fly by the way. all the time when I'm at your place, and I always have to go. I always say, "Yeah, look at the fucking effing thing." I always catch myself, so I feel partly responsible. But... You know, I have. I... I'm a big influence on kids. I just have such. I have such a weird issue with, like, curse words. In, the, in a way that I just don't think it should be such a big deal. I think you should no. teach kids at a young age not to direct it at somebody, but I think it just shows. I think I've said this before. Kasim's like this fucking guy. Like, uh, there's this guy I know who I had been drinking for 17 years and partying my ass off, with, however long it was. I don't know. I finally decided, like, I got to stop. You know, I'm done. And a friend of mine who would who'd come out and go to, like, a club from midnight to four and have, like, six vodka cranberries happened to go out with me like the week before I stopped and he went around like oh man I feel so I really like I pushed him over the edge yeah, like you know me, huh? it was my and I was like what is this what like like I his friends told me like yeah like he told us like he he went out with you and like that last time that was you haven't drank since huh I was like what like he like he was with me like pre-gaming basically yeah. and then I went on to do drugs for three more days and that uh, you know so People I'm this like guy feel important well yeah like you go over one time and say fuck and you're like oh no, it's <laughs> uh you know it's uncle uncle Cass getting in, in his brain again uh, you know, he I is have... making an impression though oh big time now the that... book yeah the, the book that saying. you read to Jack now every week yeah he calls it Cassim's book yeah, yeah, yeah because yesterday I was reading him some nighttime books and he said I want Cassim's book I got to say this about Jack. It's a book with shapes and every page, you know, first page is circles and then things that are circle. And then the next one is square. You're very hard on him if he doesn't get it right. Yeah, he's he's really, he really tapers off towards the the back of the book. Like he doesn't. He gets tired. There's like star shapes or whatever it is at the end. He has a very tough time. He's a very tough time with what the soap is. That's he's very good at circles. When you got to the rectangle page and there was soap, you were like, Jack, we've been over this a few times already. <laughs> <laughs> and he just sits there with like the passy half hanging out of his mouth like a, like a cigarette, like staring at Look, you. I'm going to bring some hardcore, you know, discipline, you know. Uh, hey, he's, uh, he's into your vibe. Whatever you're bringing, he's down with it. Oh, we got we got our first voicemails. And with that, I want to talk about. Uh, one um, year later, we got him. 
Yeah. I, I want... cannot believe it's been one year. Oh, no, it's not our first. It's, it's not almost... our first voice. We have We've had some before. We also we... never ask people to send in Right, well, notes. here's the thing. What's That's... the number? We should probably, okay, yeah, figure it out. Let us know. Yeah, it's on the screen. It's on the screen. Yeah, it's right. We, we put it. It's right. It goes this way. We put it somewhere. <laughs> Here you go. Good luck with this, Gabby. <laughs> um, I want I want people to start sending in videos and also voicemails if they want. But we were sitting around Jamie's kitchen, and your husband killed a fly, and then Cutter couldn't find the fly mm-hmm. for a while. And he's like, "Man, I can't fucking sleep at night if I don't find these flies after I kill them." And I'm like, "That's what I want. I want to hear people's neuroses." Yeah. I want people to t- like because well, Cutter has them a plethora. Well, well, then he knows he could call this number <laughs> and let us just right here, guys, <laughs> and let us know exactly what they are. But I want, I want like original neurosis. I and I what I what I realized when I was sitting there was. I could listen to people talk about their neuroses mm. for fucking hours. We talked about this, didn't we? At your house. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, we got a voicemail, but I want, that's, um, videos would be the best. Obviously, if you don't feel comfortable because they're really weird, <laughs> you could just send voicemails, <laughs> or if you have to, you could send emails. But somebody said to us, Jamie. Yes. Hi, Pajama Panthers. You are much more entertaining than any of these other losers that write in. I, for one, don't care for their problems or thoughts taking up time on your show. Thanks, Sean. Read the title of the email. Stop reading emails. So yeah, Point so that's so good. We're gonna All keep right, Sean. We're gonna keep reading well. emails, but more so we're 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 gonna play the voicemails. We wanna watch videos and let we got a voicemail, Bryce. Hey, what's going on, y'all? I'm watching the recent podcast from the eighteenth of August. I'm fourteen minutes and twenty nine seconds in. This is some of the most uh what do you kids say, wholesome shit I've ever seen. The mouth that Jamie Lynn's laughing and crying at comedy dude and Robert sitting there <laughs> laughing too. I ain't even got to the interview of the UFO guy. It's just wild. Much about y'all. Y'all are creating a family-like atmosphere, at least for me, to be able to tune in to the randomness that y'all provide. My name is Rafanzio. Much love. <laughs> and maybe see y'all soon sometime. Oh, dude. I really didn't know where that was going to go. I know. It's crazy that Weed became a person and then sent us a voice. <laughs> I thought he was Jesus. like gonna, I thought he was about to tell us we we're listening to smooth jazz. <laughs> Holy fuck. Well, he's got a voice for the radio. I'm going to fuck this dude. No. Well, thanks, Rosanzio. Is that what the name was? I, I mean, some, I something with an R and sounded like a Fonzio. I just imagine he's like stroking himself, his big old hog, while he's sending that. Why would out. that guy have a big hog? Cass? Just a big, just a big purple veiny <laughs> yogurt slinger. Of course, he's got a big one. No one talks like that. That guy's pure confidence. All right, in between no little voice- dick I know talks like that. Like they talk like me. Before our next voicemail, Jamie, we got we got something coming in hot. We got in a. Cast some appreciation mail. Hell yeah. It's a long this one, is a too. Long, Take your so time. I'm going to try and no, do we have time before our guest thing. that I can read this whole thing? Yeah. Okay, good. And this okay. was sent before the UFO episode. I'm pretty sure we should. Yes, this was sent on Friday the 14th. I could figure that out. <laughs> good call. <laughs> okay. Dear Cassim, Jamie, and Rob, I'm writing you today to let you know that they are 
our fans of the podcast out there who only tune in for Cassim and did not know or watch a single episode of The Sopranos. I was just so happy to finally see Cassim's face again, which became even more handsome in the last few years. Loving the beard and the gray hair. Love it. And enjoy his funny commentary. Just like you, Cassim, I can also get annoyed at the heavy focus the podcast tends to have around the show, The Sopranos. <laughs> Which can only be endured by you throwing in your usual witty jokes, your funny accents, your interesting view on the subject matter, and your overall great sense of humor. This podcast is just further proof to me that your wittiness comes natural to you and wasn't scripted back in the day. I especially enjoy the jokes where you don't get interrupted or judged for afterwards, which is unfortunately rare. Looking at you, Rob. I hope I didn't can- write this. She wrote looking at you, Rob, by the way. I hope that you can, nonetheless, keep pushing on for your fans, Catham. Jokes aside, though, Rob and Jamie seem like genuinely down-to-earth nice people, apart from their complete inability to comprehend Catham's comedic genius. <laughs> I think his sarcastic self-deprecating humor gets Maybe mis- for the listeners, try to limit the banging on the table. <laughs> no, his, mis- his humor gets misunderstood sometimes, which people loved back in the day and helped him to rise to YouTube and stardom. Catham, I would love to hear more about your childhood in Jordan, what you've been up to since you left YouTube, what your days look like now wow (laughs) also i think you are too hung up on the idea that your audience only wants to see you do your old stuff like california on etc i can tell you that at least for me that is not true (laughs) i would love to see you explore new concepts that genuinely interest you now which will translate to the screen this seems fake. I'm looking at you Hold like you wrote this. On. No, no. P- please. I, I have nothing to do during quarantine, and I'm still too busy to write some <laughs> crap like this. Unlike your ex-girlfriend, I love paranormal stuff and can hear you talk about it for hours. In fact, you seem like a real catch. It was sad hearing about the frequent arguments you had with your girlfriend. So you can't believe it. Because if I was your girlfriend, we would never argue because I would be too busy sucking your <laughs> dick. Just kidding. Or am I? Oh. Nope. Anyways, I hope I set the record straight on Cassim's thriving fan base. Keep doing you, Cass. Don't listen to Rob, and please bless us with your own podcast or the occasional Finding Sasquatch docs. Greetings from Germany, Freya. Don't listen to Rob. I'm the one who pushes Cass to do his own shit, damn it. Thanks for replying to my DM last month. Best day ever. Yeah. Whoa. I I reply to DMs. Man, I gotta look. Aye, I gotta aye, find aye. that. What's her name? Um, <laughs> Freya. Uh, here what go. day of the week Freya, is that? Freya. Wow, Freya Writings is. It's, it's already. It's already the next day in Germany, is it? Freya Writings is a redhead <laughs> cast. If that's who it is, oh, that's she right. can sing, boy. Freya. So just so our fans know at home, I just learned this Sunday that mm. Cass is into big bosomed redheads. Yeah, this or is, just redheads. Redheads, or, yeah, in big boobs. No, big. You're right. Well, we've got we've covered it in the he podcast. A I, I, I enjoy a redhead, a, a, a pale skin, a creamy skin, pink areola. A busty's a, a plus, but you know it's not really about size. Um, I did get a comment in a DM about hey, I didn't know you were a boob guy. It's not about big boobs. It's about shape and nipple placement. Uh, for those of you curious and. Uh, Wow, I am very excited with that email and uh, did not prompt anyone to send that in. And uh, that's that's really nice. What's that. her name again? Freya. Yeah, Freya. If Monday, you notice, Tuesday, Thursday, Freya. Kasim stared at me throughout the whole thing. You, I've, you very rarely have stared at me like that. I thought you wrote it. Because it's so, it's so like it hits everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, but she pays attention. That's the biggest compliment you've ever paid me. If I wrote in an email, it would hit everything. Wow. No, Rob is very. Rob is the Rob sharp, is very sharpest thoughtful. guy I know. Yeah, Wait, he's is very thoughtful. Just check it. One, two. Okay, sorry. 
I oh, think Hassan just derailed. was speaking so loudly over me. <laughs> right. hear me. That happens in your house, too. It does. I, Jamie was going nuts because she couldn't hear Big Brother because Kasim's little funny comments. Oh, I did get a little pissed off. Not, yeah. not at me. No, it was Cutter. Cutter yeah, was your talking husband. the most. Talk yeah. about your husband. No, but I think like Kasim kept doing it. So then when <laughs> That's how Cutter, I watch TV, though. When Cutter would do it, you would let Kasim know it's annoying by telling <laughs> Cutter. Oh, that's sure. now, now you okay. Wait, let's get back to this email. Oh, is that true? Yes. Yeah. Come on, babe. I know how to read a fucking room. I the way I watch the way I watch reality TV is like I put my witticisms and my jokes. I squeeze them in between. I try not to do it when that's there's... why. That's why Lindsay hates all TV. Maybe. Yeah, she loves TV. She goes away for a month to Big Bear just to watch TV without hearing your little fucking comments. Mm. I'm thanks. fine with hey, that. Hey, thanks, man. We yeah. build you up to tear you down, Cass. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Who's I'm... doing it? Who's gaslighting now? Huh? I'm fine with commentary. Just with Big Brother, it's gameplay. I don't. I don't want to miss things. All right, come on. Let's get back to this email, Kaz. How you? Oh, how you feeling? Well, how you feeling about Freya? Same. Save that. Frame that. Yeah. Use that later. Stream I don't that. know what you're gonna do with it. How you feeling, babe? Uh, look, that was it was incredible. I, you know, that's uh, it's everything everything that I'm self conscious of. You know, um, she uh, has strengthened my sort of confidence and in, 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 in the role I play in this podcast. So thank you, Freya. Well, I sent you a video yesterday on testosterone. Did you watch that at all? Nope. This would this would boost testosterone according to them. That getting you when you get that validation that you're like uh in the hierarchy mm. of of men or you know what they say? Like if if teams play a sport and they win they get like a little boost of testosterone. If they play a sport in front of fans and win, it's like way higher. Yeah. Yes. Because it's like you're getting approval sure. from other humans yes. and then you feel more, it's crazy. When I yes. did live comedy, if there was like a crowd, you know, as opposed to no one coming to see me, it was a way bigger buzz. That buzz lasts for hours after. I just imagine Freya. Yeah, just in the front row, just an empty theater That's with her vagina clapping, actually. Not oh, her oh, <laughs> Jamie so funny. Woo! Jamie's in the building. I don't know how German girls are built, you know. Hey, I'll take a sturdy German. <laughs> yeah, with a you clap want and good push. stock. You want good, sure. healthy stock. Good, healthy stock. I have stock. these like weak, little skinny ankles. You have and... so much content for your other podcast. By the way, Coming how, soon. how great would that have been if that was a video? That's what I'm saying. Right. If we could get yeah. these, because we would have known, she's like, okay, now that I'm done kidding, I was like, I didn't know she was kidding about any of that, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Now she's done kidding. She could talk about S and that D cast. Oof. Yeah. She's ready was, to go. That was very forward. Yeah, I got a DM from a girl that was like, and if I were to suck your dick, I'd use my hands, you know? And I, so I, I, I think I put it out there into the world that I want blowjobs and I want women to use their hands and, and I'm getting it. I'm getting what I want. Okay. Let's talk and thank again Braddock USA for sponsoring us, giving us a reason to get up in the morning. You guys, these are the most soft, the softest, reusable, most comfortable masks. Look how cool this one is. Yeah. So trendy with the tie-dye. Yeah, the tie-dye's very in right now. And you know, Cutter won't wear anything with color, so he loves just the plain black. Like something to go with every outfit, because now it's like, this is an accessory. Yeah. I put them in my car, leave one by my keys, uh, at all my girlfriend's houses. Yeah, and luckily for you, they are upcycle t-shirt and jersey materials, super soft, machine washable, and they're made handmade 
might I say, in Los Angeles to protect our community and fellow citizens. So if you want to get on in this and match us, um, go check out their website at braddockusa.com. You'll see they already have great prices. But for a limited time, they're offering an additional 20% off with promo code PJPants. Mark that on your bingo card, PJPants. Again, that's 20% off your entire order with promo code PJPants at braddockusa.com, braddockusa.com with promo code PJ Pants. Yeah. And thanks to Braddock for being our uh, so longest, consistent. our oldest sponsor. So support the people that support uh, your favorite podcast. And yep. if we're not your favorite podcast, I must tell you. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so we we have a guest today. Um, somebody. Uh, I ha- There he is. Hey. You yes. guys. So What's going on? Dan, how are you? So good to see you, first of all. Robin it's been Cass. a while. I know. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. To all Hi. our people um, listening and watching, this is, in my opinion, the greatest of the great as far as Big Brother and just in general, just an all-around amazing guy, Dan Geesling. And I, Dan, just so you know, I've gotten Rob and Cass into Big Brother this yep. season. And okay. Rob even went back to watch season 10 just so he could really understand the the amazingness that you are the gravitas the gravitas um (laughs) so first of all just thank you so much for being here with us no thank you for the introduction and and uh you know rob i'm sorry you had to sit through 30 hours of bad reality tv it's okay jerry's amazing i can i can i can do it he's a legend uh, but no, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. The only caveat is is that when things are done, I want to come and actually wear pajama pants on the yes. set in the future episode. I hope you're, are you not wearing some below the, the camera? I am theoretically, but I have a couple, like, I'm sure other guests have asked you, but what, I have my favorite pair I want to share with you, but can you guys tell me your favorite pair of all time? Hmm. I, it's this very fancy brand called an Eberge. It's like a very thin cotton brand. I, it's like my Christmas present every year now is I either get sweatpants or another pair of pajamas. I'm such a Eberge. Eberge. They make okay, so eggs. Also. Would like them. They do. <laughs> Am I actually eggs? saying it wrong? Maybe I'm talking about <laughs> no, the wrong brand. No, no, no. You're saying but it Yes. Wrong. Yes. What about you guys? Oh, um, you want to know? Rob has gotten me. The things I sleep, he, he he bought me these bamboo shorts. I don't oh. sleep in pajamas. Rob purchased for me out of the kindness of his own uh, heart one day these black, long black shorts. You hear that, Freya? Bamboo. Yeah, sorry, Freya. You're gonna have to make room. Um, they're just very soft, and I've worn them so much that they're starting to come undone. So if maybe you could send another pair my way, but. Um, you yeah. have to be careful with bamboo. They're very, you know, sensitive material. Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, yeah Dan, look into some uh, some bamboo shorts. That's what you want to be sleeping in. Can you, for someone that's never worn bamboo anything, <laughs> what it, like? How would you describe the texture? It's like silk without the the stipulation that there is around silk. It's like stretchy. Good way. It's like soft like silk, but not shiny, but it's stretchy like jersey. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. a softer jersey. And yeah. handles sweat better than silk. Um, well, yeah, you know what? I do I do sniff them, and I don't get the uh, <laughs> the same smell I'd get out of like a basketball short. What, what, do you, what do you recommend? What do you sleep in, Dan? So I got two. One is like nostalgic, but my uncle, who's my closest relative, bought me 
like probably 10 years ago, this pair of Scarface pajama pants that are oh. so ridiculous. Like it's got like Tony Montana on a leg yeah. and like Scarface on the other. And when I wear it around, my kids are like, dad, why is this guy so angry? I'm just like, <laughs> all right. So, so when I don't wear those, I have this other, it's like a sponge. I'll tweet you guys the picture of it because I can't describe it, but it's like a sponge cotton velour without being velour. So, you know, like when you touch velour, it's like you can change the color from like dark to light. Mm -hmm. It's not like that, but it feels like velour. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's pretty unique. It's not it's not as fancy as bamboo or what Fabergé pants. What, what are they? <laughs> Fabergé. Fabergé. We but, think, uh, we think. So what, what I want to know is when Jamie played Big Brother, you were there, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he what played I, with us. I want you to tell people your strategy and I want Dan to tell you where you went wrong. I went wrong. I was. I know where I went wrong. But Dan, <laughs> you can say I was just too excited. Well, reset it. You went and did a. Okay. So I was a guest on a mutual friends podcast. Yeah. Um, and we had put together this with this company our own Big Brother weekend, and as a surprise to all of us, Dan and his gorgeous wife Chelsea showed up at the front door right before we were going to start the game. But Dan, you and I talked a little bit before, right? A little bit. Yes. Like we just kind of introduced ourselves and like, you know, we kind of knew like, yes. so, and you told me like about Cutter. Yeah. So like we had an idea. But, and we, I think we kind of talked about working together. A little bit. Yeah. Yes. And so my plan was to work with Dan, which was my ultimate dream because he was my favorite big brother player <laughs> ever. Um, I think I just, so I had this alliance with this guy, Nick, and we were at the final two of, um, of an HOH was it an HOH or a veto. And I popped his balloon instead of somebody else's to eliminate him. And he got so fucking pissed off. Do you remember Nick? I, like that was eight years ago. I, and I like, I, I, I know, who, I know who was Nick. I'm so sorry. My friend Nick, um, really fit gay guy. Um, but, but very, he got voted out shortly after me, but hmm. he then just, was so angry that I eliminated him, but I thought I was being like cool by distracting people to show that we were working together as well and mm. not making it obvious that then he was on just a mission to get me out. And by the way, when I say get me out, it was like hours later because this is a fast forward game within two and a half days, you know, not the weeks and months that it could be. I will say this, if you're listening to this on the outside, like having someone who's played like, you know, CBS Big Brother twice, the intensity was almost identical like really? it was real like yeah i mean like because you know like you're walking into rooms you see people talking it's just it was pretty much there and for me i'm like i don't want to get voted out so i'm like going jamie's going cutter's going and the odd thing was it was like a weird like such a bonding experience like you just there's a lot of people that i've kept in touch with you know yeah. in particular you know like zach and yeah. sarah like that just from this experience um, but it was a lot of fun and, you know, it was very well done. And it's like, you look back on that time in your life, you're like, wow, that really happened. Yeah. yeah. How, th how threatened would you be of Jamie as a player if, <laughs> if she was going to play the real big brother with you? So the thing about Jamie is I knew from day one, I'm like, I can trust her. Like, she's not going to mess with me and like vice versa. Like I felt like we were kind of in it together, which like to do my opinion, to do well in the game, you have to have one person but you roll the dice on, you're like, this is it. If it works out, we're going to do well. If it doesn't, you're going to lose. And I felt that way with Jamie and going in, like I went in with my wife 
Like I knew she's going to take a shot. Like you just know, like your wife's <laughs> going to try to get you out because it's bragging rights. But like, I just felt that with Jamie, but there was just so much going on. And yeah. there was some, I remember Nick now, he was super savvy. Yes. He was very savvy, yes. wasn't he? Yes. Do you have black hair? Do you have dark hair? Yes, exactly. Okay. I remember yep. him now. Yeah. He yep. was like, there was some like people that it wasn't, I feel like the majority of the people took it really serious. And there was like maybe one or two that were just kind of like there to have fun. But it was real. I highly recommend it. So yeah. you're saying you wanted to go to the, you wanted to trust Jamie, but we had Lance on last week and he said that you told him the same thing, that you wanted to Lance, go to the final with Lance. But that's what you have to say to someone like Lance. Lance <laughs> you, you can't trust him at all. Like you look at like, I'm reading Lance. I'm like, whatever he's saying, 30% of it's true when I'm playing the game, you know, you just, and that's like, and that's my take on big brother. Like I'm not the most athletic or the fastest or anything, but for whatever reason, I feel like I can somewhat read people. And, that you know, for whatever reason, train. that's like my twisted gift. And and I, I never trusted Lance at all. Cutter, I trust Cutter. Like I really trusted Cutter a lot. Cutter was like, you're going in, you're going to battle and you know, he's got your back. too. He was yeah. kind he was kind of a silent creeper, you know, like nobody really thought about him. He he was he was kind of quiet. We say all the time that I think Cutter, I, I, I don't know if I could ever let him go for that long, but I think Cutter would do really well in oh, Big Brother. He, he, He'd be amazing. He great. He make great television too. He's so funny and like has that perfect sense of humor that I think a lot of people would find him very affable and fun to be around. Which is half the game of like real Big Brother is can you just enjoy being around this person for seventy five or ninety days? And like when it push comes to shove, that matters. Like, do I want to spend another week with this person? That's like painstaking to be that's, around. That's so true. I feel like as an audience, we don't really get to see, we only see the, like the heavy gameplay and the competition, but that's gotta be such a factor in it is do you wanna be around this person? Yeah. That's Rob and Cass, would you guys ever consider playing? I, I I couldn't eat slop and fucking uh, that that I would just instantly as soon as I got put there I'd be like I'm done you know I, I <laughs> taking cold showers and eat, uh, food is very important to me and eating like one day I could do it but eating bad food for seven days I would just be like get me out of here would yeah. you put, would you hit the red button and say like quit or do you think you would just be like angry towards a lot of people Wow I haven't even seen the red button yet There's well those you don't ever see the red button but it's there and it's like if you hit it like the crew comes in and it's over, you know, wow. or you say, I'm like, most people like don't go out like that, but there's a red button there where it's for emergency. You're like, I'm done. It sounds like, like that I'm, show I've alone. What's that? Have you seen the show alone? I haven't. Oh, Is that on Netflix or something? It's on yeah. history channel, but it's just, it's, oh. and they, yeah, they put it on uh, Netflix. It came out on Netflix now, but it's just, it's like naked and afraid, but you're alone and you have clothes on. That's it. Wow. And you have to survive. Yeah. And whoever there's 10 people, whoever the last man standing is, gets half a million dollars. Are you in a house or what are you, are you in the wilderness? No, they just put you in the middle of the fucking, they drop you off in the middle of the woods. And this last one was in the Antarctic. So people are fucking freezing their balls off. They're fishing constantly. And then all of a sudden they wake up in the morning. They're like, oh, the lake is frozen over. Like, I don't even know how I would possibly get food out here. How long does that go on? Just indefinite? It could be like a week or 60 days. or It, it could be as long as there's two people left. And usually it goes about three months. Do you know if you're one of the last people, do you know, oh, there's three other people or you're just, you know, nothing you get. No, they come in and weigh you like once a week just to make sure you're not dying. Besides that. Yeah. You're all on your own. Psychologically, that has to be 
a terror. You're your own cameraman too, so there's oh, not even. I was just gonna say you don't even interact with the camera people. Because it would make you feel a little bit better that there's somebody standing there with a camera, so you're not really alone. So no, you're actually alone. And, and the interactions with animals are like bears have come up on people's shit and like tried to get into the tent, and they instantly like they. But you're allowed to bring ten things, so usually people have like. A weapon and then uh, right. like a bear. I think they might give you like a bear horn or like a so you, you have all these things. <laughs> Cass, what would you have? The fuck is a bear horn? <laughs> it's like a, you know, it's like an air horn, but for a bear. Okay. <laughs> a bear horn. <laughs> Let me ask this one more, one more alone question. If you're the last person who the producers come in and like say, hey, you won. So here's what's so awesome. Because they come and weigh you every week, they come with a camera crew and they interview you. And they'll ask you like, uh, how are you feeling? Are you all right? Blah, blah, blah. So while they're doing that, your most important person to you in your life sneaks up behind you and they like hug you and you have no idea. It's it's what I wait for the entire time, the whole time. It's the most I remember I watched the first season like six years ago, I guess, when it came out. And I was like, I was like, oh. <laughs> like you watch it, like I got I got to go for a walk, you know, because it's yeah, they do that in Love Island. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy sure. is the 90 days in the middle of nowhere, no shower, no nothing. And all of a sudden, like, you don't, they don't tell you either. So all of a sudden, you just see, like, the wife behind a tree and, like, coming, and you're like, oh my God, it's, yeah. Uh. And then the guy hits her with the bear horn, you know, right in the face. Dude, uh. I, I, I got something to watch now. It's well, really good. Well, I, I feel like that must be super overwhelming. Like, when you big win Big Brother and you're coming out, not only are you celebrating, that the game is over, that you just won this money, but you're seeing your your loved ones for the first time in yeah. so long. That's got to be one of the most overwhelming moments of your life. Yeah, I mean, I look back at that and it's like a complete blur. Like I have like a few mental snapshots of like the confetti, you know, like that moment. But really outside of that, you're just kind of numb, you know, and, and for someone like me, like I was such a huge nerd for the show. Like I grew up watching it since I was a little kid. I'm like my dream to go on the show and my, you know, I have to go on. And I started applying. It took me four years to get on. And then so to like go from that to actually winning and then, you know, fast forward to now to like, it's almost like it didn't happen. It's such a, you know, it bang, bang, bang. And then it's like, it was just such like a fever dream and it's cool to have a life dream actualized, which sounds kind of weird. Cause like, Oh, my life dream was to go on the show and win. And it was. And like, yeah. so to be able to say that is pretty cool. But at the same time, I don't take it super serious, you know, cause it is at the end of the day, it's like reality TV and it's fun. And it's, you know, no, like it means something opera. to people like me. And it's, and it's, and it's, and you're also, you're, you're one of the standout people because even, I mean, I, like many, were so hoping that you were going to be coming back this season, <laughs> but I totally understand why. I mean, I have two little boys, too. That's a huge sacrifice, and I totally get that. But even when some of the all-stars were coming back, I didn't remember a lot of them, and I consider myself a real fan, so it's very rare to actually stand out and remember not only who somebody is, but how they play the game and you were a football coach before you played the game, right? Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like that probably was such an advantage. I think that's such a, I think being a football coach is, is it such a unique personality. I think it's such a, a, a important characteristic that somebody needs to have to, to lead a team of young people, especially. Yeah, you know, the, the big thing for me, what I took away from it, and Jamie, you know me, like, I'm pretty quiet, like in yeah. real life, like, I'm really like subdued, and I'm chilled. And, and so like, just for me to get in the house, 
like I had to present this huge personality, but when I got there, like I was just taken aback, like both times I played, I spent the first two weeks, like all people did was talk about themselves. So I'm like, I don't have to do anything. I just have to keep asking people questions. And I really mm -hmm. just learned a lot about interacting with a ton of different people. And just the fact that, you know, you can just make bonds by genuinely being interested in someone yes. or, you know, for me, like I was motivated to like be interested in someone because I'm trying to win a half million dollars. But like just the fact that, you know, I didn't have to be this massive personality to do well in the show or in the game or anything, because that's not really who I am. You know, I just, and so I was a really big smack in the face when I got there because here's me, like I'm pretty shy and there's all these type A personalities, but it was really a big confidence booster for me that I could kind of like figure it out as a 24, 24 year old kid from Michigan, how to interact with all these people that, you know, are, I'm kind of in over my head. That's really how I feel about it. Well, just listening to people and taking interest in them makes them feel connected to you. Yeah. But I will say I can attest that that's not just gameplay because you flew to a small town where Cutter was playing minor league baseball to come visit us and watch a game with me when I was pregnant with Bo. Like yeah, you were, well, you were we, genuine like we became friends. friends. Yeah. yeah. You act, he actually came to the hospital after Bo was born, too. I think you were one of the first people that came to see me and the baby. Yeah, wow. I happened to be like, I was, you know, they brought me out to be on the show and it like it happened that, you know, you had, the, you know, Bo at the time. And it just worked out like that. But it, the funny thing is, is, is like, that's how I play the game. And, you know, like, so right now the guy that, you know, I, I really give a ton of credit to, to, to helping me win was Memphis. Like he's playing yeah. now and Memphis is like the exact opposite of me. Like he, if he doesn't like you, he's not going to sit there and interact with you for hours on end. And so it's funny because like, there's a million different ways to play the game and to do well. And for me, that was just kind of my avenue to do it was just to get to know people yeah and like and when you talk about like wanting to be around people like sometimes that even meant for me like some of these people can really get to you but you still got to get up every day for me like I still got to get up every day and like hey tell me about your third cousin's second job because that's <laughs> all you, there is to do like there's nothing else Gosh. to do yeah that's the oh. part I think I have the hardest time with it's <laughs> uh oh, yeah you would have a hard time I need that. You know, even when like on Sundays, if we hang out um, and I have a great time, but like <laughs> there is a part when I get home, I'm like, I'm glad to be home. You know, like I got my computer and I got uh, I got my video games. I got my TV, I, I, everything. My comfort zone, my headquarters uh, is like right there. You know, I just sit down in my chair and it's like, hmm, I'm back. Great hanging out. It was a, it was a absolutely fantastic hanging out. Dinner was great. Love the kids. Love my kids. Love those kids. You know, in like little windows, and like and then I get to go home, and then I'm I'm you know that's in Big Brother. You don't get any of that alone time, you know, and that like you're you're in constant uh, like small talk mode for three that's months. Exhausting. And it's so <laughs> tiring. You know what I mean? And it's and it's. It's not something, I, and I have the most respect for people that, that go on there. And Jamie was playing, um, she was like, hey, this is Dan. Um, this is like one of his most famous moments on the show. And she played the funeral uh, <laughs> bit. And I was I was uh, absolutely like awestruck about how you handled, and I don't know if, I explain, if I'm going to explain this correctly, but essentially you were on your last leg, you were going to go home the next day and you were in a, a, a isolation, like solitary, solitary confinement. Solitary yeah. confinement. Yeah. You had like 
one Hail Mary attempt at um, saving yourself. You came out and and gave this speech. Like if we were in an acting class and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you come up on stage and not only are you giving a monologue, but there's like, there's intent behind it. You yes. know, there's like an objective that you're trying to, <laughs> and, and you just fucking nailed it. And I was like, oh my God, like you, you, I don't know if you do any acting or you know, but you would crush it. And uh, it's it was like there is a there's a first moment where I I watched Big Brother. I was like, oh, there is a a, a skill here. Yes. And the intuition that you're talking about earlier always reminds me of that George Costanza in Seinfeld. He was like, I can always tell when somebody's uncomfortable at a party. You know, like that intuition where you can kind of read, you know, between the lines and like. I, th I like to think I have a little bit of it, but like I have to imagine that's probably one of the strongest uh, tools that you can have going into that house, besides a way to just like not kill yourself from boredom. Um, and and you're a big gamer, and that's I, I do want to talk to you about Twitch and stuff like that because I'm I'm very into it. But like, what do you do from being somebody who's like a big gamer and uh, needs? Sounds like you might need your alone time. How do you like? How do you get into, I'm not ever gonna have alone time for the next three months? Like what's what's the process in getting into that mindset? So, so like to me, it's like the biggest game of human chess of all time. And to me, that's why it's dangerous. There's a lot of factors that went into why I didn't play this season. The number one is because it's very disruptive to my life. And like with a wife and two kids, the last thing, like I love my life. And like, just to think, hey, I'm gonna spend 90 days away from my boys and wife, I'm like, I can come back and they're totally different, yeah. you know, and, and I just didn't want to miss out on that. But the second thing is the way I play, like, and, and it, it can be like a little disturbing. Like I go in and like, I'm all in, there's no, like, I'm not half. I, I I'm all in meaning that like, I'm focused. Like if I got to talk to someone for 24 hours a day that I don't want to, I'm in, if I mm. like, there's no half measures for me. And then that includes, which is kind of the weird part is like, you take, for me, I take the part, of me that's really caring and understanding. And I, I leave that at home because to win, you got it for me, the way I play, cause I'm not going to win a hundred competitions. I got to build the relationships and be able to, if the move is to cut them, to cut them. And like you talk about the funeral, like I appreciate all the kind words about the speech, but really what made that work is I had a captive audience because I spent tireless hours with each one of those people, even though they would be a potential enemy in the game like getting to know them so I could touch on something with each of them that was yeah. real. Although I had to leverage it, you know, to get ahead in the game, but it's really, for me, the hard part isn't really the game. It's what happens after. Like you just don't go into that mode of like becoming this robot and then, Oh, you walk out the doors and you're normal. It's a really, for me, it was really hard decompression because like you got to, become human again. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's very challenging. And for me to like play again and to go through that decompression with kids and a, a wife, I'm like, it's, it's really hard to do that. Yeah. And I got to imagine you're, you're doing really well on Twitch. I, I was watching your stream today and like Jamie knows nothing about Twitch <laughs> and uh, you know, maybe I don't know what it is. Well, great. Well, we can, we can educate her, but um you're not a small time streamer. You have a like legit stream and you can see like you've got the stream set up, you've got the professional mic and the and the and the arm and the and the green screen there and like just like you guys. Just <laughs> yeah, better than us. And uh yeah, and so like uh, have you always been into video games? You've been on Twitch for a long time, like years. 
And yeah, so that that was a little bit of a battle. So I started in 2012. I, you know, someone connected me and said, "Hey, you should stream on Twitch." I'm like, "Okay," but I started out being like the big brother guy on Twitch, which I'm right. fortunate because I had like a little bit of a community. Yeah. But there was always like, "Hey, why aren't you talking about Big Brother?" I'm like, "Well, you know, like, I like Big Brother. I loved it. I played it twice, but it's not something I want to like do for the rest of my life." And so I was always, I, as a kid, I grew up, I was very fortunate. Like I grew, I had a Nintendo when I was like two and like, I grew up in like the early eighties. I had a, like a computer in my house when I was three, my dad was just into that. So I grew up always as kind of like an undercover, like gaming nerd. So like when I was growing up, like I didn't tell people I played computer games without, you know, I get my ass kicked. Right. It just, well, you just would. So I like, I would play and then I could like intermingle with like the athletic kids and like, you know, I'd only let my really inner circle know that I was into all these nerdy things. And so fast forward to Dan as an adult, you're like, Hey, like you can create a business around playing video games. I like, I would be totally blown away, but it's taken eight years where now it's like, like for me, uh, and I don't want to say this publicly, I'm gonna say it like for me to go on big brother, unless I win, it's a pay cut. Right. Like it just, right. it just is like, it's a huge, like even negotiating a payment up front, like I'm risking you know, an active audience that's just going to be like, hey, we're, you're going to go away for three months. And the second you come back, we're going to be automatically there. It's a huge risk. And and really for my life, like I love my life. I, you know, I, I have another business that I run, but to leave all that, to sh- take another shot at a half million dollars. And it's just so disruptive. I just didn't, you know, I could see myself maybe playing one more time, but just not right now. Yeah. You know? Do you so. play Roblox? Please, I don't, don't play <laughs> Roblox, this, but, I, but I know obsessed. what it is. My Bo, it's it's all he plays. He talks about Dennis Daly and Roblox. Whoever Dennis it, Daly is. Well, that's the thing now is like kids like know who YouTube characters are and, you know, Twitch personalities more so than, you know, like the traditional shows we grew up watching. Um, yeah. But it's it's just been really cool. And, and you know, it's, it's really fun. And, and I just feel super lucky that, you know, I put a lot of time and effort into it, but my wife's been super supportive because when I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. She's like, what you're like broadcasting, playing video games on the internet. I'm like, yeah, she's like, okay, cool. You know, like she's the know, best. Like, Let's give a yeah. shout out to Chelsea, by the way. She's the absolute best. And- yeah, she have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> she does not. She does not. And is she let's shout out also her business. Is she still doing good girl comeback? She's doing good girl comeback, but she's also pivoted. She has this company called Bundled. And if you guys, Chelsea's matter, but if you guys ever meet her, she's like, I'm completely out chicked way out of my league, but she created this company uh, called Bundled. And essentially they make, a, they design homemade gifts or gifts that are sourced from Michigan because I'm from Michigan and they're, they're assembled by adults with disabilities. So she provides like opportunities to hire adults with disabilities and has really just exploded this business. And it's just a really like kind soul. Like for me, like I enjoy like making entertainment and getting paid for it. And I feel like she enjoys like the the intrinsic value of like helping people and and making people people smile that also makes money. Like we're inverted a little bit, but as as, so she has this, it's you can go to bundledmi.com and she's really done a great job and she's super inspirational. She's like runs her business full time is a great mom and a great wife. So, you know, I, if you guys want the key to life and I'm sure Jamie can speak on this too. I don't know your guys relationship status is find the right partner and everything becomes 
you know, so much easier. I got oh, yeah. mine right here. She's, got, she's in Germany. She wrote in. There's some girl from Germany is all is waiting oh, to just give her yeah. everything to cast. But Dan, you know why you're not out of your league? I could tell you because all girls want is someone who's going to listen to their shit <laughs> and they're going on. And, and you said no matter how boring, no matter how long someone talks for, you can do it. So I guarantee you, you are, you, you have, you, you deserve relationship 100%. like Big Brother. Yeah, yeah. you deserve the Rob, woman you got. Rob, what's your status? Oh, uh, oh, it's, it's very you difficult. You got buddy? <laughs> that's, that's three podcasts. Uh, I'm single. I've been single for a while. Uh, Define a while. Uh, a, a long time. Like I, I was a big party guy, so I never even okay. thought about settling down. And then I stopped drinking like seven years ago, and kind of was working on myself. And now I feel like for the first time, I'm I'm ready to you know date like somebody. sober seven years. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll smoke weed occasionally. Yeah. But yeah. Sober. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah you seem very insightful because, like, I think that's the answer. Like, you could have met Mrs. Wright or whoever you want to date five years ago, but if you're not ready. It doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Which is, what, so, so what, are you like, date? are you on apps or like, what do you? No, nothing. I'm, Especially with Corona going, like I tried to go on an app for two days during Corona and I'm like, I can't pretend to care about your job at the kiosk in the mall. Like, I, I just don't, I don't, like I have whatever the opposite of what you have is, <laughs> you know? You're like, I could listen forever. You got 30 seconds with me. <laughs> that's, that's about uh, it. Ask pajama so, pants at gmail.com if you're interested in reaching out to Rob. <laughs> What's your ideal way to meet someone? Because okay, so apps are out of the picture for you. Let's just cross that off. The best way would be in one of Jamie's fake Big Brother houses. I think that's how Honest. you know get trapped in there with abroad for three days. You know what? If we could somehow make it work where there could be like a daycare house where we could throw our boys in, maybe <laughs> when this is all done, or we could just make it a quarantine thing and homeschool them in there. We might be onto something, Dan. Start your if own you school. You and Chelsea are willing to meet up somewhere. And we can get a bunch of single people, preferably for Rob, to play the game with us. And maybe Kasim. Come on, don't throw me that. <laughs> no, Kasim's the host. <laughs> shit, Bone. Kasim Garibo. I need a place where people. I can play games. No, I want to play. I want to. I need to have a computer. I have one more. I have one more question about Big Brother. Well, hold, I, I want to answer, but okay, I'm not going to let Rob okay, off the okay, hook go, that easy because yeah. he gave me a BS okay, answer. Okay. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe you listen. Give me the real answer. Maybe you listen a little too much, Dan. Sometimes people don't want to talk. Yeah, get him. No, no, no. I'm kidding. What, what do you? So what do you want? Do you want like? Do you want Jamie to introduce you to one of her friends? Like, you want someone to set you up? Well, versus... you know what it is. I haven't been on a date in so long that like, if I did see a girl that I was really interested, I would go on a date. But when I see a girl and I'm like, I don't know, like the idea of going and meeting up with her and having dinner with her, I'm like, wow, this is. If I, I just, I hate feeling uncomfortable. I hate lying. I hate so like to to. Sit... Well, why would you lie? And like, what would you lie about? Well, on because a date? I'm not five minutes in. I'm not gonna go. Hey, you know what? I just realized you're not the one for me. <laughs> you know, oh. and just fucking get out of there and walk out. So it's like, I don't. I just here's the thing. I'm very happy. Like you said, I love yeah. my life. I'm so comfortable that to change all that. And then maybe it's somebody who I'm like, it's like, hey, you, you, you have to go on this date. And then this person, you're not really interested. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm so yeah. happy. Like, I'm just a happy person right now, you know? And, and I wasn't your friend, always. I don't want to disrupt that. I could throw a lot of girls his way, but I don't want to, <laughs> but I, I also, Rob is, is one of the most important people in my life, and I hold him at such a high regard that I'm very selective who I would set him. There's actually only one girl I would ever really set him up with, and it's Emmanuel, but she's in a it's relationship. A, and it's a man. Yeah. <laughs> she's out of no, my league, too. No. 
No, she's not. You, you, I just like you guys, like you guys vibrate similarly. She. So back, I'm putting this back on you, bud. Uh, you it's talk coming about, back to you no matter what. <laughs> I'm, I'm a spin master. We're talking about you were talking about the aftermath of the show, right? Like what it's like when you got out. And I'm I'm a poker player. I lived in Vegas for a while. Last year at the World Series of Poker, uh, I got really deep in a tournament. There were like 60 or 40 people left. First place is over a million dollars, and I made a mistake. I got knocked out, and it is torture for so long. And it's been over a year, and there's still nights where I lay in bed and I'm like, I can't fucking believe you made that mistake or whatever so i yeah, want to know feel that way. people I, I don't i don't want to rehash it but like i understand poker and i played can you tell me what you did just so i can like have the context you know what i had a big hand it was late in the tournament and a guy raised and i had no problem going heads up with him but what i didn't see was i was in the big blind and it was okay. it's such a big spot i had tens you're almost uh, always supposed to three bet tens you're supposed to three bet tens there a good amount i just didn't want to get four bet and have to play for my stack at this point with tens uh, and I also didn't want to have to fold it and what what happened was I saw the small blind fold and then I called and what I didn't see was the small blind had actually called and mm. listen it was day three or four of this tournament and you're playing for 12 14 16 hours a day you go yeah. home you try and sleep but you can because you're the high is so ridiculous and you're worried about oversleeping and so you get like three hours of sleep then you come in and play the next day and then you come in and play the next day and it was like they just broke it down to six tables or four tables whatever and they're like uh there's an hour to go before the end of the night and i had a big stack and i'm like you know what like i'm i'm not really looking to play right now i'm t i'm exhausted and i'm starving because I can't play when I I can't eat when I play and I just missed that this guy fucking called and if I see the small blind call there's more chips in the pot and I'm always gonna three bet there and I decided not to flop comes queen ten four uh, all spades and the small blind instantly sh ships he's like I'm all in so I have middle set I'm like I can't fucking fold here no. so I. Uh, I call and then after that the guy who originally raised goes all in and there's just so much in the pot where I'm like unless he has queens I have to call here and even I, you just you know it was at the point I Did call small blinds have the flush can I just say Kasim I listened to fucking 70 minutes of I'm UFO into it. I'm into of it. UFO talk last week What's so wrong? I see you over there bobbing your fucking I'm head and trying to be Mr. fucking funny man I can't shut believe. the fuck up okay I'm into okay? it alright shout out to Alejandro What's his name? Alejandro Rojas. Alejandro Rojas. Big shout out to Alejandro now, Rojas. As I was saying, uh, back to so the you, got, you got three people all so there shoving all in. He has a six of spades. He flopped the flush, and the small blind has nine six of spades. <laughs> yeah, or uh, it's a six of spades and nine seven of spades, whatever it was. They both flopped the flush. I have middle set. Uh, now, this is for a ginormous chip lead in the tournament. Like, if, if I. There's 40 or 60 people left, and I'm chip leader by far. I think second wouldn't even have had like half the chips I had. Whatever it was, I don't remember exactly. Then you coast. Then you're in. Co you can coast. And I know I'm making the final table. It's airing on <laughs> Poker Go, World Series Poker final table. It's it's such a huge spot for me, and I'm just looking to pair the board right here, and it just comes out blank, blank. And I still there's a day last week where I'm laying in bed and I'm like, how do you not see the fucking small blind called, and didn't just fall? And it just you know. Whatever. But what I want to know is it came down to you and another guy, a big brother, for $500,000. So you got way closer. And what is it like 
when you're you come in second for half a million dollars? How long? What's the aftermath? Yeah. So I just want to give you give you context. Like for you, like to get to that point at the table, like in the tournament is insane, right? Like you're grinding four days. But like now that's like a feather in your cap. You know, if you're there again, you got it. You know, so you got I mean, if you're asking me what you do, like, you know, if you're there again, you're watching that small blind like your life depends on it. So that's how like if I'm you and like we're boys, I'm like, dude, you're going to be there again. The situation is going to come up. You're like, that's why I made that mistake. So next time I don't do it. You know, for me, like I won the game, I get all the way to the end the second time and I get smoked. Right. And the second I remember there's a moment in my head, I'm like in my head and I had a complete a terrible read, but it would just is what it was when you're in the house, you have limited information. I'm like, if I can just get to the final two, I'm going to win. Like, how do you let me get to the end and then don't vote for me to win? And like, if I can figure out how to get there. So I'm like, to just get there, I'm like, I got it. You know, like you're going to let a, a, a winner get to the end and it just didn't work out that way. So when the vote, one of the votes came in and I'm like, I know I needed that person to win when I didn't get it. I'm like, I'm good. Like I, I just knew I did everything I possibly could to win. Like there's nothing more I could have done. No. So it's just like leaving it all on the field. So I left it all out in the field. I'm like, I'm good. But I also know that other people who have played the game, maybe similar to you in poker have made a, a mistake and they're still thinking about it. Like, I, I guess I'm fortunate where like, I didn't make that mistake. You could say like, people always say for me, and I, and I don't get defensive over it, but people are like, oh, you didn't manage the jury or you didn't like work on the jury to get the votes. I'm like, look, man, I'm fighting for my, my life every week. Like, I just got to get there and then see what happens. And, and so, I don't know. I just felt like if you do everything you can to win and it doesn't work out, like I was okay with it. You know, of course you want to win again and, and, you know, be a two-time winner. But really when that vote came in, like I was done. You know, and the only time I'll get, and I'll be on, like, I'll be honest here, because you know, because honestly, because Jamie, like, you're a real friend. The only time I'll get like a little irked is if that individual runs his mouth, and I'm like, because mm. that's not me. Like, yeah. I'm always like, hey, good win, good job. If that person that beat me runs his mouth, I'm like, come on, man, like, yeah, you beat me, like, good job. Yeah. Who you is know? that guy? Who's who's a guy? Can we can we name we somebody? Him? Huh? Who beat him? No, that runs his mouth. Oh. Is there a player that's like kind of known? Oh, a is, is lot of people run their mouth. paying that, that attention to on this it's just, season? It's just when the individual runs their mouth about beating me. That's yeah. the only thing I'm like, just because I just. Isn't that a form of mind game, though, at the same time? It's over. I mean, if we, yeah, it's over. Like, in, and I'm saying, like, this is like years after. I'm like, like, oh, you mean you know, after the oh after yeah the in game the game I'll deal like I'll deal with whatever it's game. like hey you won like I'm happy for you and like I, I that's the only thing that gets me. I think the whole managing the jury thing is bullshit because you'd think they'd come out and be like, okay, respect. We played Big Brother. You played it better than me. I I don't I feel like that's a later thing because they were talking a lot in the house about the old school way to play it. And then the more recent players, what is, that was going to be my question. What's your he, thoughts on all that? Here's the big difference. And it just is what it is. And it's on me for not adapting my game to it. But the first time I played, you know, I played a very similar game both times, like deceptive and you upset people. But the first time I played, we had two hours to talk to the jury. We couldn't see them. They could see us. And it was like a live satellite feed. So they could ask, they each asked us two questions each. So that's, what is that? Like, 
I don't know, 14 questions and it, it took two hours and then they record it and they present it on finale night mm-hmm. and then they vote. Now what they do for better TV, like you vote someone out on the you know live finale that's two hours and then they each ask one question that you have a timed answer to. So the format of the game has changed. So you see someone like Tyler who played like a Machiavellian style game lose to someone who was nicer, upset less people. Some may say didn't play as as a intricate game, but she also didn't have to explain anything at the end. So I think the format of the game, once Tyler lost a couple of years ago, I'm like, you're done seeing someone win the game who is like deceptive and, and, you know, is, is Machiavellian and like pulls the wool over people's eyes because people are so hurt and you don't have any time to explain it. The first time, like, I remember there's a moment not to go like super into deep big brother nerd lore, but there's a moment when Libra was like, Oh my gosh, like I get it. And so you have time to explain, Hey, this is why I upset you. This is why I had to do this. And in the modern day, you'll see it again this season. Like the jury is like five, 10 minutes and that's it. And it's, if you play a 90 day game, and you have five to 10 minutes. Like I would always tell someone now to win the game. Don't play like I did. Be as nice as you can. Don't backstab anyone because that's, you know, that's how you're going to win. That's what is proven time and time again. And that change happened in season 11. Interesting. It's like adding, it's like adding or taking away the three point line in the NBA, the game changed. And, and I feel like to me, I blame myself because I didn't account for that at the end of the game the second time. Right, so it's it's better to go out sixth being nice than coming in <laughs> second and being a dick because you know you're never going to win. You're not, you're not going to get first place where if you get knocked out sixth but you were being nice, if you made it down to two, you could have won. Well, I mean, there's a, a couple of things. You get still get paid. You, you get some prize money for second. But also the other thing like I All pride right. myself on is that like I may, it'd be like, Rob, if we we're playing Monopoly, I'm playing hard against you and like I'm doing everything I can to win but I'm not going to insult you. And I feel like both times I played, like people are mad that I backstab them, but I'm not calling them like fat, ugly, stupid, you know, and that's like what I can kind of hang my hat on, which has been a really eye-opening experience for me this season is like the online community of big brother. Cause I'm like invested in this season because Memphis is playing, uh, Janelle is playing like people that I know. It's like, you know, you know, someone on the NBA team, you're rooting for them. Mm -hmm. Like the online community is like, it's, it's pretty intense, like very intense. Very. Uh-huh. I, I, I've, I fell into that when I was pregnant and I was very <laughs> hormonal and emotional. And it was when Amanda Zuckerman was playing and I may or may not have joined a Facebook group <laughs> just to vent my feelings about how mean she was. She was so mean. Wait, Dan. I think you and I talked about that. Didn't you maybe get in, did you get in trouble for mentioning something about it on air or something? Yeah, I probably should say it, but one of the executive producers were like, they're like, hey, we're going to ask you your opinion on the players. They're like, and you're going to have to talk about, you know, this girl. I'm like, okay. And then like, I don't think they expected me to say what I said. And they're like, hey, you really, you know, could have taken it easy on her. I'm like, yeah, but you know, she was kind of mean in the show. She but even so like mean. that, like Jamie, like I look back at that and like I was pretty hard on Twitter, like the season coming off the show. And I like, I feel bad because, you know, as someone, you know, who's a part of that community, like seeing how much negativity there is towards how people are playing a game, like, cause the season, like everyone's really nice. They're just yeah. like, just because so-and-so is going after so-and-so they're like, Hey, this person's the worst person in the world. They're canceled. And I'm like, these are like 
real life people that right. are playing a chess game. It's it's really intense. And I just, I guess I never experienced it. But because I'm rooting for Memphis, who is like a villain this season, everyone is just like hammering me. And like, I can take it, right. but it really reinforced to me, like, I have no problem dealing with that, but my wife and kids are going to have to read this stuff one day. I'm like, why would I ever subject them to that? Like, I don't need it no. at all. So, Chasm joined oh. a hate group for Kevin. You don't, you don't like Kevin? He hates oh, him. Oh, no. I'm open. I'm open to everyone. I, I just... Uh, what? He, oh, he's like got this sort of like weak, like this limpy weak, but I think it can definitely be an asset on the show it's just a lot of like, uh, like he always looks like he's about to cry. <laughs> I think he is crying. Yeah, or or he's crying. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff like someone like Memphis that's gonna wear him down. Oh, like for sure. to just like imagine being around someone that's like you guys are doing a podcast. Imagine one person, one of your hosts every day is like, hey guys, uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to be here. You know, like or they go, you feel that? Shut up. <laughs> Listen, I I do a podcast every week with a guy who's gaslighting me constantly, yeah. this, and I just and I'm in the middle about of what? it, literally. This yeah. dude's crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. We all think he's crazy. And see, but that's the thing that the balance is. Jamie's perfect. So, oh gosh. She, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. She, so yeah. it's like you hey, know, Jamie, I, I don't think you're perfect, and that's I know you've made it known. And that's and, and my I, kids annoy you. And that's the most human thing I can think of. <laughs> what What have you ever seen Jamie do that's out of line or that warrants For any sure, like? Oh, that's kind of. I've never seen you know. Well, Jamie unless, and I've been. Unless yeah. you think punching your husband in the face is a big deal, she hasn't <laughs> yeah. done anything. I did. Too. I did clock cut her once. She you did while yeah. holding the baby, while holding a newborn baby. Yeah, it was four you in the morning, and it was. Can you dark. tell me that story on the podcast? Right, I've, I've told it on the podcast, but I'll briefly tell it. I was. It was four in the morning. It was. It was in a dark room. I was very dark. I was had um, postpartum depression. Okay, I was holding the baby, and when I don't want to talk about something anymore. I and I ask you repeatedly to get away from me. I don't want to talk anymore. This is where Cutter and I differ is he just he can't not fix it and I need a minute. Yeah. And I had no choice but to literally just bring my right arm around and and really sock it uh to him literally and make him understand that I I can't talk about this any longer. And it was something wrong that he did and I think he was trying to apologize but also explain and I just didn't want to hear it and it was it was um a dark moment for me but we've gotten past it and we're okay. And that's why <laughs> Jamie but he, Jamie couldn't but do But she celebrity. even has the past. She just she just pushed out a baby and it, yes. you know she's re recalibrating it. so that's a pass for me. Thank you, you Dan. Know? Thank but that's you. why Jamie couldn't do celebrity big brother. They didn't think with her rap sheet that she'd make Correct. it. Uh, 90 no, no. days or however long without <laughs> violence, you know? No, no, no. I, I enjoy watching it from my couch uh, each week. Much better. I, I do, th and this is nothing against Jamie. I think Jamie would do well, but I think she's so nice that it would work against you in the house. Like, oh, I, you know. Oh, I would never make oh. it. Oh. I would yeah. never make it. Again, I, I don't know if I physically, I don't know if I could emotionally handle Cutter being gone, but I would love to see Cutter going big brother one day yeah i think he'd be great and he's and he's like got this dry sarcastic and he'd win like he funny. could pull out some great wins he's smart he's athletic he's just he has, he's quirky like you said he has really weird things about him that i think people would find entertaining let me ask you this question do you think good-looking people have an advantage on the show 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's basically um, saying who would do better, me, Jamie, or someone like Chasm. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I dude, mean, I guess shut let me flip the question up. back. Let me flip Sorry, the question back. Sorry, I had to have a serious here. moment, a serious talk with Rob. Uh, go ahead. No, the, let me ask you this, Chasm. Do you think being good looking in real life yes. gives you a natural advantage? Yes, I do. I think and people. Uh, I think people trust good looking people more. I think people uh, that like see some, they just see a nice looking face and it's it just makes it just makes everything around you better you know it's why good looking people succeed that's why taller people are like CEOs it's 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 just a whole thing i don't agree with it i'm somebody who's been measured uh as a 6 like a 6 6 and a half no you're a good looking guy please i, I, I can't I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting better with age yeah, yeah, I, I, he's I'm a handsome he is a handsome yeah. guy uh, uh, however i do think striking people like janelle's got a nice face to look at and it's like i know that um when you're having a conversation with somebody that's better looking it's just a little more intimidating than if i was talking to an uggo do you See, know what i mean uh, i don't think it's about good looking to me janelle is so confident and maybe you're thinking good she's looking, confident confident that i would it be is like oh my god i want to be on your side like she's so strong she's so confident She's also one of my favorite players ever, and I'm, I'm so stoked that she's on the show right now. But right. I just, I know if I was in the house, I would, I would desperate, and this is why I would be terrible because I would desperately seek. This is like, why you're Janelle great. To, like, you're good looking, friend. but you're you're modest and you're humble, and you don't carry yourself like you're this above everyone else. I, you're I the best of both worlds. You're like hot ice. Like Kevin, and I'd be like. <laughs> I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position. I don't want to say who's uggos and who's not. I just think that there are people that get by on life a little further. Not saying a lot further, just a little further because they're better looking. And uh, it's got to play some sort of role in the game. I, I don't think you win the game just because you're good looking. I don't think really, if it's you look at the majority of the cast, I probably think... 98% of every cast is really good looking. They're not really going to put ugly people on TV for the most part. Um, That's why so, Kasim was on YouTube. <laughs> hey, oh! <laughs> Rob? Boom, that was for you, kid. Shut up. <laughs> Bryce, I love it. Who's David on the show? Is that David or Daryl? The black? David. Oh, David. now that guy's a looker. Now he's an underdog. Now Memphis has got it out for him, but I think David is. You made a great point, though, Dan, where you said that he actually has an advantage because nobody knows his gameplay. He's never played the game, basically. I didn't know who he was yeah. until episode three or four. He played for two hours in a season. That's it. Yeah. So, like, imagine going into a game, and this is how my mind works, and you know how everyone's, I know how Rob's going to play, I know how Jamie's going to play, I know how Kasim's going to play. You never played against me. I'm who am I? You don't know. It's such an advantage. It's like you know what everyone's good at and no one knows what you're good at. And I can just speak to that because the first time I played, it was a lot more fun because you're a wild card. Yeah. Second time, everyone's waiting. Oh, Dan's dangerous. Dan can do this. And it's not as easy because everyone knows what you're going to do. So I don't know. I think if he David sticks around. You know, and he's in trouble this week, but yeah. he sticks around. It could be really interesting if he can pull that off. But I, I don't know. When I say stuff like that, then, you know, people on, you know, Twitter are like, oh, he didn't study the the season, so he doesn't know. I'm like, well, there goes there goes that. Do you get to bring all your own clothes? Yeah, so when you pack, like you pack a bunch of stuff and then they go through and they take anything out with logos or they make you color stuff out. Um, but you pack everything. I've and never seen so many, like, 
clothes that were like high highlight colored, you know, like neon <laughs> yellows and greens. And I'm wondering if there's- You were really bothered by Keisha's outfit that day. Just he... <laughs> some of the most disgusting color combos I've ever seen on TV. Rob, like can I, can I just- behind us. Oh, no, Rob, no, no, I... talk about the colors. No, no, I'm talking no, please. about, I'm gonna talk please, about Kasim's Instagram account. Like, I see Kasim's Instagram account. I've never seen it. I bet there's, yeah, I bet there's a bunch of like modeling-esque shots like you looking out in the sunset, like mm. perfect lighting. Is that accurate or inaccurate? Me? Yes. Oh, I am the antithesis to those kinds of accounts. Really? What does you your Instagram account learn, look like? Dan. You just lost your own game. Is, are you sure? Are you are you sure your connection's good, bro? I don't know if you're looking at the right guy. Uh, I I go out of my way and I photo sh I, I I do sort of parody versions yes. of those kinds of uh, accounts. Feel free to follow me, um, and I'll do like, the same. What, what is it? K it's my name backwards. Yeah, and you know what? I'm following you on Twitch. Um, and I think uh, for those of you that are watching that and you engage with Twitch, go to uh, Twitch.com/slash Dan. Gleasling? Geesling. Gle Geesling, sorry. No, like I a baby appreciate geese. The shout out. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. I just got that. And just so you know, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you already know this, but you're not just the best player according to Jamie. You're the best player according to everybody. Yes. Everybody we, like, I'm just getting into the show and everybody who you talk to is like, oh yeah, Dan's the best. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the kind words. And, you know, for me, like, just to be even considered like winning and that kind of stuff, for me, like, I grew up idolizing there's this guy who came before me his name's dr will and really he inspired me to get on the show because i like survivor and i'm like man i'm not that physical but he this guy like he was like the og like he was able to win a game with without being more physical or faster but like using his mind so like i learned a lot from him and so like i think it's cool that when people like talk about that to kind of be in the same you know words with him but i appreciate that and and for me it's like i don't take it too serious it's like being good at um you know being the best like pogo jumper in the world or you know it's like it's like a fun thing to talk about and i really enjoy it and i'm passionate about the game and you know but it's kind of like it's it's almost like a different world right like because in my everyday life like it's it's not, uh, you know, I'm just a guy walking around, you know, but like right around when like summer like starts to pick yeah. up and, you know, it's it's fun. So it, I really it's really flattering to like have played and like done well, um, but I don't take it like super serious. Yeah, well, we can just also we're you know, I'm one of the lucky ones that can attest to who you are in real life, too. And you're also one of the greatest guys. So I think that's that's probably why you also have that reputation because people can see that. I appreciate that. And I hope I get a chance to hang out with all you guys. Me too. Sure. And me, and, me and you definitely have the skin tone for poker and gaming and not for Survivor. Because <laughs> we would be sunburnt like a motherfucker. I'll tell you what. You know, like Survivor is 39 days. And like, this is how I oh, kind of approach life. Like, it's like, I approach life like mountains. And I'm just like kind of being self-aware. Like Big Brother, it was like a mountain. Like it took so much to just get on and then win and do it again. I'm like, I'm good. And like, I don't know if you guys watch Survivor, but Survivor, I haven't watched it in forever. But this this year, Survivor was like winners, like all winners. And I watched them like, I got to watch this. And it's like watching that, it's like, is this another mountain? Is Survivor, we go. Like Survivor isn't 90 days. It's like 35 days. It's a completely different challenge. Does the skill set of Big Brother 
translate to survivor, you know, and like I even took it a step further. There's this guy who won big brother, um, spoilers, Rob, uh, season 12, his name's Hayden. He went on, he won big brother. He went on survivor and did really well. I'm like, reached out to him. I'm like, Hey, what's it like? I don't know. To me, I'm like, I just like challenging myself and whether survivors, the next challenge or not, but that's how I look at Twitch. Like Twitch for me was like, it's been a grind, but like, I love it. It's like every day, you know, you get to a point and like you start out broadcasting like 10, 20 people. And now it's to the point where it's like 800, a thousand people. And I look back, I'm like, it didn't just happen. It's been like a long time coming. So it's, it's cool, you know, and it's, it's fun to kind of push yourself in that way. Kasim looked at Twitch as a mountain too, but he's still at home packing his lunchbox and trying to get ready for the climb. <laughs> how you do know? you guys all know each other? And J- <laughs> Jamie and Rob, I know how you guys know yeah. each other. Where is the Kasim <sighs> connection coming? Uh, me and Rob met on a pilot. Uh, listen, <laughs> there was, uh, I was watching your what? Twitch stream today and you were playing uh, uh, Sekira. Uh, yeah. Is that, on your Twitch stream, are you, are you a certain type of game guy or do you are you more of a personality that tries a bunch of different stuff? Cuz yeah, I've, so- I've been trying to tinker away and I and I have some ideas of like cuz I, I I tried Twitch a little bit and I have an account. I mainly watch it. Um mm-hmm. but there's part of me that's like, "Ooh, you know, it's like everything's transferring all these types of formats and things like the way Twitch, I watched this guy, Sushi Dragon. I don't know if you've ever seen Sushi Dragon. The on dancing Twitch. guy, right? With yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. And what he does on there is like unbelievable to me. And it just opens up all this sort of like, you know, thought about like what's actually possible on Twitch versus just like watching a guy play games. But what what's your sort of path and like, how do you go about your streams and, and growing your brand there? So, yeah, so that's a whole different thing. But my take on it was, I just didn't want to go on Twitch and be a guy that just streamed and be like, oh, hey, I'm streaming. It's like I yeah. made it into a show. And for me, I, I centered it around like everything I've done, like publicly, whether it's Big Brother or, or even Twitch. I'm like, I, at some point, I got to be OK with my sons watching this. Like, so I centered around like doing clean, positive entertainment. So I play a lot of games that are super frustrating that you'll see people throw controllers or swear or go off. And I like when that stuff happens, like I laugh about it and like try to make it fun. So I just, that the way I structure the show is just to make it a show that is different. Like, and that's like kind of the antithesis of like the typical gamer. Like you see people rage and do that stuff. So I just, I just try to do something different and provide someone like, Hey, Jamie could put it on and she doesn't have to bow. Uh, doesn't have to worry about me swearing and stuff like that. You know, and that's pretty much how I am in real life too. I don't talk about like a lot of lewd stuff or like swear a lot. So like, that's kind of like my unique selling proposition is the fact that like you can tune in and you can watch with like your little brother or whatever. And then the fact is the games that I play are extremely challenging. So like I'll fail, like there's this one game called is bloodborne. It's like, it's it's like a dark souls game. Yeah. And like, I fought this boss like 170 times. And so like, everyone's like, when's he going to give up? When's he going to give up? And then you get to the moment when you win and it's like this moment of jubilation. And I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, that that definitely would not be what I would do. I don't know how to be wholesome. And oh. uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, mean, yeah, just I get be very you, afraid you know? when he's going to go play Rocket League. With no, I, I spent a whole episode trying to get Jamie to touch a flashlight, uh, the insides of it. So uh, that, that would, not that would be, be something yeah. I wouldn't talk you about on my Absolutely face. not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. But you know what? Everyone has their own thing. Well, you heard it here first. He, Dan is not only the Seinfeld of of Twitch, but he's also going to win Survivor next season. Yes. Uh, wait, wait until your kids are not toddlers anymore, just for Chelsea's sake. Well, and I then... mean, like, it's like 30 days, you know, 30 days is different than it three months. But I have to ask you guys this, because, like, I grew up and, like, I'm not going to hide it, Rob. Like, 
you had some lines that like I was watching in college and I was rolling, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to drop the line here about ZD, but you and Jamie went through like an intense, like experience, yeah. like for you guys where you are like that bond. I mean, it's just, it just forged because you guys were like the young cats on the show. And like, how has that evolved as you guys have gotten older? Go ahead, Jane. Um, no, no, yeah. no. I wanted Rob to answer first. Oh, I didn't Go know ahead, you wanted uh, yeah. yeah, she's like family to me. Like, I, you know, we, uh, we've said it before, but you could put this on the, on the bingo card, on the pajama pants <laughs> bingo card. But it's like, um, I've she's people have said she's my family and my sister so many times that I think my brain just believes it to the point where she was on our friend Christina's uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago and I was watching it and they were like, oh, your she said, oh, your friend Rob. And I was like kind of offended. Like I was like, Jamie's not my friend. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like I was like, there's more. You know, I mean, we've known each other for 20 years. She's you know the best she's the best person i know you know she's really uh she's in, she's incredible i don't can know I, can i ask you guys a sopranos question of course and it's more yeah, like please. a life question like when you guys knew like it's coming to an end like i imagine like it was such a i mean you don't need me to toot your horn like an iconic legendary moment in culture like when that's over are you guys like texting each other like like what do you do like well, uh, you go ahead. Had... You're going to take this one? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to take No, no, go, go for it. She I was it. just taking handfuls of Percocets all day, so I wasn't really texting anybody. I, honestly, I was so ready for it to be over just to go party and and be an ass and just drink and, and hang out with my well, friends. Why were you ready for it to be over? Was it hard work? You were over it? No, you I wanted... just like, I, it's not that I was ready for it to be over as much as like when they said, hey, this is it. I was like, okay. You know, like, cause I was so, I was so excited about partying and drinking and just never have like you know at the time i was drinking and doing so many drugs that even when they said like okay in two weeks we need you for three days i'd be like oh man i've only got two because i wouldn't do drugs or drink when i was filming so i yeah. would i'd be like man all right i only got these two weeks to to party before i gotta gotta start working again so just to know like hey your party schedule is open-ended i was you know i was 22 like, and i thought that was awesome like no responsibilities no one's telling you where to be at what time you're like this is what i'm about yeah exactly jane yeah you know we had takes we had taken so many long breaks between seasons that it wasn't as as harsh of a reality when it was done but i think that had i done the show starting at 26 to 36 as opposed to 16 to 26 um i would have never wanted it to end because mm. I would I would have had more of an understanding of like how rare that was and how special <laughs> that was. Not that I didn't appreciate it while we had it, but you know, from 16 to 26, you're so young and it was so amazing, but you're like, okay, cool, what else is there? As opposed to if it was later on in my life or even now, I'd be like, oh, there's nothing after this. I don't want this to <laughs> ever end. Um, but it's for us in our relationship, I think it's been so cool because we were obviously very close during the show, but you know, time would, Rob was somebody, if it, a few weeks or a month went by and we didn't talk, we would pick right back up. But now we are seeing each other and spending more time with each other than we ever have. And, and we're just, you know, at different places of our life and our relationship has nothing to do with Sopranos anymore. I think when people see us together, they think of that. But when I see him, it's not even the first 10 things that I think about. How did, how did the podcast start? Where like, did it start with a text from Rob to you or... 
from Ralph. Like, hey, he is, we he is a good, little he genius. Is, he is good here. at pretending he's interested in us. He's going right? to use this information against us. Damn it. Yeah, no, we were we were in we had talked about it a bunch. Like everybody's doing a podcast, so it had come up. And then uh, we were in New York, and I just remember I was like, "All right, if if I this is on the bingo card, if I move to L.A., will you know should we start it?" She said, "Yeah." And then Kasim, uh I asked Kasim. I I thought they would be because what I, for some reason I I really wanted them to meet on the podcast and wanted mm-hmm. it to be like now we're a year in and they're friends and yeah. everyone to have seen and to be able to go back to episode one and be like, "Holy shit, these two people didn't know each other." And now Kasim's like holding the the baby, and you know he's Uncle Cheese, and it's uh, <laughs> he's it's nice. Uncle Cheese. Yeah, we did. It's we been met- a great experience. <laughs> uh, one of the best in my life. But like, when you start it, right? You go from a text or whatever to like actually doing it. He when talked did you guys about sit it for down years. And- I mean, uh, you know, you were we were talking. I think we talked about it while you were still in New York, and then you moved to Vegas, and then like the closer he got to California, the more serious he got about actually doing it. And then he got so tired of Vegas and he was like, I'm doing it, I'm moving to California. And then we were like, okay. And then it happened. And you know, Rob follows through. He's When he says he's gonna do something, he does it. And, yeah. then, he, and then he was here. And then uh, before you know it, we had a, a podcast out in the middle of fucking nowhere, Los <laughs> Angeles. Yeah, where are you guys? Well, can't say. <laughs> I have no idea. It doesn't pop up on a map. <laughs> yeah. When you go satellite view, it's blurry still. They haven't. There's like dead fish outside on the street, sometimes by the drain. I don't know what the hell's going on around here, but they're making sweatshirts next door. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it was. It's been it's been a great year to see kind of how the our relationship has formed in the podcast. Like I feel like we just started hitting our our stride, you yeah. know, kind of recently in the podcast, which is. You know, what makes you feel that? Why do you feel like well, you're not our, our rapport has evolved to something that's it's it's less I, I know I can't speak for them, but I'm I'm less self-conscious about kind of how I'm coming across or like what I'm saying. And I'm kind of just feel like I'm in the company of just two people that I hang out with, which, you know, which we do now. And it and there's you know, there's just less pressure to kind of like have to feel like I'm providing a certain angle in the podcast. And it's just three pals now and and we're you know we're in some sort of rhythm yeah what what did you feel your angle was prior to letting your guard down i was the i was the brains and the face uh <laughs> of the podcast and i realized i didn't i didn't have to be that you know it's okay to just to be myself it's like super funny smart guy but uh, <laughs> you know so <laughs> the uh yeah and also in the beginning like up until episode 15 or 20 and this sounds horrible, but Corona has been great for us. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it's, Jamie was extremely busy. She was, at one point, she was doing like three movies. She has two kids. She, she has a lot going on. And, uh, now that she doesn't have a lot going on, I could tell she's she's here before us sometimes. She's well, like, she's oh. like, I want to bring this guest on. I want to do that. And she's excited about the podcast because it's the only thing besides her other podcast that, is that she's doing. That's not true why I'm excited. Your at life all. sucks. Because I didn't, I too, like Kasim, I didn't know what this was going to be, but I knew I was going to get to be doing something with Rob. And that was enough for me. And that's yeah. not a diss at Kasim. I just didn't know him. I literally met him at this table for the very first time. Well, it's time. a different table, but yeah. I know. A different table, you're right. right. But room. a table yep. in this room. I met him. Um, and Rob, somebody has always made me feel very safe 
and very supported. So I always, you know, was comfortable, but I didn't know what this was and what it was going to be mean to me, to be quite honest, other than I was getting to be with him once a week. And it's really become this place where I feel like I've actually really started to like myself more, believe it or not, because in so many ways and in this business, I think you grow up and you feel like you have to censor certain parts of yourself. Or you have to be this person or you won't get this endorsement or this person wanna wouldn't cast you if they knew this about you. And because as you see, it's such a free form conversation and it goes to certain places that maybe wouldn't go. And I'm so comfortable and I've gotten to a place where I love these guys so much and I know they love me for all the parts of me that I've learned to love all the parts of myself. And I kind of give less fucks about how I come across and it's made me more confident and it's given me so much. And then, you know, I've told Robin Cass, like sometimes I'll read comments, which I don't normally do. And seeing that it means something to other people is so cool because it's, it feels truly effortless. And I, I enjoy also watching Rob because he's so good at steering the ship and it's really cool to, you know, watch him and his element like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Even well, my, when he my loses his cool, he loses his cool sometimes <laughs> and like we'll get in the car after this sometimes. and then what are you it'll just be fine. It'll be fine. We'll just be best friends. But like sometimes on the show he'll like he'll go a little too far and like you know I see it and you know I know the people <sighs> listening see it and um but you know, we'll get in the car and everything will be fine. It just sometimes under, during the podcast, it could be awkward when he loses cool. But like, we'll get in that car and then we'll drive and, and it'll just we'll just have a laugh. You know, we'll See, have a this good is just Cassim. Like somebody was building me up and being nice, so Cassim just yes. has to come in now and tear me down. This it's, is our dynamic. It's, that's what we do. Is the dynamic. Welcome yeah. to pajama pants. I have to. Uh, and I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm not gonna end this, but I have to piss. I have to pee pee too. As I'm look, and out. I know she did, and I could read it, and you I didn't want. You could feel my I energy. Could, yeah. I could feel it. <laughs> We're and that I want, close I now. I wanted to take it. I wanted to take it. Um, so, besides your wife's uh, uh, stuff, what what else do you want to promote? Yeah, you know, just uh, if you're on Twitch, check out the channel Twitch.tv/DanGiesling. Uh, I'm live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I have a podcast. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much every, if you type in Dan Geese and you'll see it, but if you want big brother commentary, Twitter's a place for that, but I'm really super passionate about finding ways to make Twitch a place where you can tune in and like feel good and have a good time and laugh. And that's pretty much what I'm focused on. But thank you guys so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. You know, when things get to normal, you know, I love to come out and see you guys and, yes. and do oh, another yeah. one where we can talk more about. We need Rob's, you to come on. You know again. what? I, I will say this: when you were, I felt a little bit bad. We're like, I'm happy. I'm like, I pressed Rob pretty hard, and like to me, I think being self-aware, like we said, like you're happy, dude. That's that's it. Like I think some people like they look at like, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z to be happy. But if you're happy now, mm-hmm. like, I think you're pretty smart. Like, don't throw a monkey wrench into it. You know what I mean? But you may get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm ready. And, and it's weird. Change. He's gonna fuck a monkey if he doesn't have sex pretty soon. Because <laughs> I, I do, I do notice that there are people who are in happy relationships, like Jamie. And <laughs> and I take when she tells me you should get in a relationship, I take the advice. But then I see people like Kasim who are miserable in their relationship. Absolutely, <laughs> and they and he's in. like, oh, you gotta start dating. You got it. And I'm like, are you just trying to drag me down, bro? Yeah, like, absolutely. What you... I want you to just. I want you to know what it's like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just like Dan. I just want to say there's. 
when you do a podcast, when you have friends on, it's amazing. And then sometimes you have to have people you don't know on and it's kind of weird and uncomfortable. And you fucking, you feel like a friend. It's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, right? You, you I knew. I knew fit. you'd be a great guest. Thank yeah, you so much. Amazing, man. No, thank you. Thank you guys for coming on. I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, keeping in touch and, yeah. and coming to see you guys sometime. You got to have me. I'd love to come back. And like, I've never sat down in a podcast show, which I think is cool that you guys have that. Like, you have know, done like, you know, interviews but in a podcast i just feel like sitting there i think would be a you know yeah, different vibe right too here. yeah yeah and then we'll we'll me. we'll uh we'll zoom if you're not here by uh the finale we'll zoom you in for the finale you could tell us your thoughts yeah for sure <laughs> we'll see you on survivor yeah. <laughs> thank you so <laughs> much you so much dan so dan's the best you guys i pulled through with a great guest i've never had two good guests now right you've, uh, you've had all your guests have been good yeah really good and we all just peed so we all feel incredible oh. we all feel much better. i mean they're no alejandro rojas but you know they're all they're all great they yeah. may not know a lot about ufos but he knows a lot about big brother lance knew a ton about space shit yeah yeah what are you went. talking about well i'm, t I'm talking about What's this guy's name? You didn't even ask him. How do you know? Maybe he does know about Dan's UFOs. a big UFO guy. Uh, yeah, I should have. You know, I should ask every every guest that. It's kind of my my. Duty All right, maybe we need to start with that just to get it out of the way so he doesn't complain. So we have two people who have been supporting us a lot. One of their names is Moist Dog, sixty nine, and the other person's name is uh, Beverage Clearly, and they brought up a great point, which is they want like they like hearing about the UFO stuff, but they want to hear less facts and more of like the psychological why does cat cast why do you love it so much what do you get out of looking into yes. this stuff yes 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 and and shout out uh beverage clearly and moist dog 69 nice they uh are the ones or moist dog is the one that started our subreddit so if you're a redditor so cool and you need a Thank place to go uh yeah, talk talk shit about us you can go to uh r slash pajama pants podcast um, and you know, help build a community there. Now, what do I get out of it? It's a lot of escapism, but it's also um, in a you know one of these things that I've always, always been into since I was a kid. And it might have been just because uh, I probably saw like, you know, either Leonard Nimoy's In Search of or like uh, Fire in the Sky at a young age. I've just always had a fascination with that stuff and it's not something that's gone away as I've gotten older. It's just like one of those things like, I'll always wanna know the answer to and, I, and I'm at peace that I probably won't, but things have been coming up in like the news lately that you know keep it kind of like fresh and interesting and like there's new stuff coming out that you know we um, have been asking questions about like, does our government even acknowledge this stuff? You know, for a while they never admitted that Area 51 existed. Then they came out and admitted it. Now they came out uh, last year and said, "Yeah, we do have a UFO program. Oh, there are things in the sky that we don't know. They're not ours, and we don't know where they come from. And we have a team that researches and and uh, you know, so that I don't know. It's it's just it's fun for me, and it's like I pay attention to news and politics and like all that stuff. But that's like when I watch the news, it's, it's draining. You know what I'm hearing? I just hear you're bored. That's all you I'm think hearing. I'm bored? Yeah, I could I could be bored because I don't have like kids that are, you know, suckling no, at my not... teeth. No, no, I'm serious. I don't I'm have I, I have more time to attribute, you're right, to a lot of other things that you have like an actual life where you have to uh make sure kids are like fed and they you know they don't die no, at any I moment. I just think people here and things here bore you. 
You, so you wanting to go out of this world? Well, there, there. I don't know what the the root cause of the fascination <laughs> of it is. It could be I'm just tired of of human life. That's uh, what I'm but saying. here's the yeah. thing: I like I understand all your fascination with UFOs. I get it 100. percent If 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 you find out aliens are real, it opens up so many other doors. This where with Bigfoot. I just don't get it. Like, I'm like, okay, let's say tomorrow we find out Bigfoot's real. I'm like, okay, what do you want to eat? Like, I don't know what the, there's no, like, we holy shit. You're saying if we found out Bigfoot was real, you you wouldn't you wouldn't think about anything? You wouldn't think that's cool or that's No, like, yeah, it's great. But it, it would just, like, it would be a little crazier to me than, like, we found this new species of fish. There's or, like, no way shout out there's to Bryce. Bigfoot. <laughs> we- <laughs> well, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Well, by the way, uh, Bryce is a, 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 a avid fisherman. He, he's a what's called a species hunter, right. and uh, I've always hunter. I've always said that isn't all fishing species hunting. Anyways, um, yeah, I, I I don't just to clear it up. The Bigfoot thing is definitely less plausible to me than aliens, and I think you agree. I think you believe in aliens over Bigfoot. Yeah, we would have found him by now. If a Bigfoot. Oh, don't get him started, Jamie. Please. <sighs> I don't we, get we gotta, it. Can we do another podcast yeah, right we, after we this? Need, one? Jamie, you got to. You have. I got to pick up a child. Okay, r- really. That's a, and that's your problem. It's because you have to go do that kind of stuff. You can't take the time Guess to figure what? out why Next, we haven't found it. Here's what's him. gonna happen. Yeah. Next week, Cutter's doing pickup, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna give myself a solid three hours. In this room. <laughs> You're barely gonna be able to scratch this. I'm gonna eat Actually, mushrooms before I come in. We have a guest next week that we might need three hours for, oh, guys. Oh yes. Woo! And it's I'm gonna going to eat mushrooms for it. Yeah, uh, it's Go gonna it. it's gonna be a good one. To end on a on a high note, uh, we got we got a voicemail. We got a, another voicemail. So let's hear it. Just leave your kids. Hi, PJ Pants. I hope that this voicemail finds you, but more importantly, I hope this voicemail finds you well. Uh, I am calling in reference to episode 47, where Cassim brought up compatibility from his uh, therapist. I have recently gone through a breakup, and it has been one of the worst breakups of my life. And I want to say that that just made so much sense to me. It's not even funny. This was a person that I could not imagine spending one day without. We clicked on movies, music, you know, experiences. Uh, We loved the same food. We would go out to sushi. This was one of the greatest girlfriends I've ever had in my life but our lifestyles were just different. I enjoy the bottle. She doesn't. We tried moving in with each other for a while. We got a pet. Things just didn't work out, but I wanted wanted to call and say thank you for this episode. I love PJ Pants. I can't wait to keep listening, and uh, I hope just any bit of this makes a little bit of sense because I have been smoking pot all day. <laughs> anyway, yeah. signing off from Poke City, Iowa. Your fan, Connor. Thanks, oh, Connor. Connor. Thanks, Connor. Be- See, I knew this would warm the shit out of a. Come on. And before guys. any of you so say good. that we have a younger demographic that listens, just listen to Connor. He's, he's not, old enough to drink. He's <laughs> at least. Look, um, well, you know, when he was talking about compatibility, it sounded like in the beginning when he was talking about all the things that they shared, those interests sounded compatible. Amazing. But uh, yeah, I mean, the the lifestyle piece, you know, can come in many different forms for them. It was. One person liked to drink and the other person didn't, and that's a big, <laughs> that's a big, uh, that's, that's a big a hard thing. thing to get through. Yeah, look, Jamie's got her purse, and uh, that means we've <laughs> got to we've got to wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, uh, the notification bell. Here's the phone number. Uh, yeah, it's right, right here. here. And uh, we come out with YouTube videos every Tuesday, and the podcast to listen to Tuesday. every Monday. I never realized you said it Tuesday. 
Guys, don't forget, send videos of your neuroses, please. I ask, I beg of you. Yeah, Rob Rob wants to know what's wrong with you and thing and and what's weird with you, so send them in. You've to, got to hear what's wrong with me for a fucking year. Ask, I want some... Askpajamapants yes. at gmail.com and uh, follow us on Instagram, and that's it. What a great one. Yeah, thanks, so guys. So good.